Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Varley Vehicle. Let's step inside, strap ourselves in, and take our mind for a little drive. Been listening to uh, some Dennis Waitley. And for those of you who don't know, he's a, a pretty famous uh, psychologist. And uh, he wrote a book, uh, one of the book, one of many books. Uh, it's called The Psychology of Winning. And uh, he wrote that during prime time. And he goes on to explain that prime time was from prime time from, you know, six in the evening till until 10 o'clock at night. That's when he, he uh, wrote his book. He would come home from work, uh, do his family obligations, you know, play with his children. And then he spent that time writing that book. And that was his seed of greatness. He, uh, he had that burning desire and he did not let life get in the way. He had a job. Uh, I believe he was working at the University of Pittsburgh and he wrote this book. So he came home and in the evenings, that's when he wrote his book, which really made him world famous. Um, so it got me to thinking that, you know, the idea for this podcast is how do we use our time? Because, let's see, because, you know, we each get that 24 hours in a day. Everybody gets the same amount. And the only difference between the, the wealthy people or the people that have achieved their goals or are in the process of working towards their goals is that they are using that 24 hours wisely. Uh, if life gets in the way, they make time to do their goals. And that's what we should be doing. Um, and you don't give up. Uh, he was also talking about Stephen King, a famous author. He was working for $50 an hour. Oh, an hour. Listen to me. He was working for $50 a week uh, working at a, a dry cleaning shop. And he threw his manuscript away because it had been rejected so many times. And his wife happened to save it. And he put it in one more time, and it was the book Carrie, which sold over five, 5 million copies and was turned into a motion picture. So you never give up on your dream. That happened to me. I wanted to get into the pharmaceutical industry for five years. I interviewed for five years, and I ended up, you know, always that the bridesmaid. It came down to me and another person. Another person used that experience, and I lost out. And the funny thing is, after the last one, I told my wife, I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to find a different vocation because this isn't uh, happening for me. And I happened to look in a Sunday paper, and this was over oh, 10, 11 years ago, and there was a very small ad in the paper for a pharmaceutical rep. And I took a chance and answered it. And the funny thing is, when I answered the ad and I had a phone interview, I knew it was going to be my last one, and I really didn't care. Uh, I know that sort of seems strange, but at that point, I had nothing to lose. I was like, this is it. I'm going to relax and be myself and let myself shine through instead of trying to be something they're, they're looking for. I'm just going to be myself, and if, if that's what they're, they want, so be it. And it turned out that that's what they were looking for because I ended up getting hired. Five years, though, of answering ads, um, having people refer me, 
It took me five years. Now, not everybody's dream moves that slow or that quickly, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it. But the point is, I didn't give up. And neither should you. Because each one of us has that seed of greatness inside us that the world needs to see. It's amazing. Uh, refinanced my house, my wife and I, and uh, it, it's just amazing how the universe works. So the gentleman came to our house here and so we could sign the, uh, the papers. And it struck up a little conversation. He said, what do you do? And I, I told him, uh, you know, one of my, uh, one of my, well, my job uh, is pharmaceutical rep. And I said, but I'm really a life coach, motivational speaker. And I actually have a podcast show and got to talking about that. And it turned out he was, uh, he asked me some advice. He asked me some advice for himself and uh, actually for his daughter. Um, he wanted one of my cars to, so he could start following the podcast for himself. And it just goes to show you how you never know where your next client, your next customer, your next opportunity could come from. Now, you all know about my dream, my goal, uh, my vision of being on stage and teaching uh, my principles and my philosophy on the law of attraction and personal development, coaching. But sometimes life offers you an opportunity to teach one-on-one, -on -one, and that's what happened today. Uh, we had a great conversation. We both learned a little bit about each other, and uh, there was an opportunity that if I wasn't true to my passion, I would have passed it up. And here's what I mean by that. When he asked me what I do, I could have take, taken the easy way out and said, oh, I'm a pharmaceutical rep right now and left it at that. But that's really not who I am. Uh, is that something I'm doing right now? Yes. Yes. It's one of my income streams along with uh, a couple other ventures I have. But my real passion is, is uh, life coaching and motivational speaking. And I brought that up and that turned a conversation down a whole new path. If I wanted to mention that, he would have signed some papers. Or excuse me, he would have shown me some papers. I would have signed them, my wife would have signed them, and off we would have went. But just because that conversation took place, he ended up asking me some advice uh, to take back to his daughter. I did, you know, whether she uses or not, I don't know, but, uh, it felt good. It actually felt good having someone ask, ask for advice on that. So my point is don't ever, let's try this again because the word don't doesn't exist. Always, always speak about your passion because you never know where it'll lead you. And maybe your passion is painting and you're at a party and you never know who you could talk to that maybe it comes up instead of, ah, uh, you know what? No, you know what? I'm really just a teacher and you leave it at that. But meanwhile, you might be a teacher but your passion is painting. And this person, who knows, maybe he works in a museum or maybe he knows somebody that uh, 
in the art world that can help you out. But because you never said it, you never said what your passion is, it never gets out there and they never know. Just think how many opportunities are missed because of this. And here's another little interesting fact that, that uh, Dennis Waitley was talking about. In the near future, there is going to be over 1 billion, with a B, 1 billion people uh, using the Internet or having access to the Internet. That is a huge, huge, huge marketplace for your talents and for your seeds of desire. So if anybody tries to talk you out of your passion and not pursuing it, run away from them. <laughs> and we've had this on a previous podcast. Look at where they're coming from. Where are they at? Remember my advice that if you want to make $20,000 a year, hang around people that make $20,000 a year. If you want to make a million dollars a year, hang around people that make a million dollars a year. So if anybody's giving you advice about your passion, and if they don't, if not, not doing that same passion or in that same field, no sense really listening to them because they really don't know what they're talking about. Would you go to a bricklayer to have your tooth filled? No. Same thing if you were building a retaining wall in your backyard, would you have a, uh, you know, a doctor building it for you? No, you would actually have a, you know, general contractor or someone who does landscape work building a retaining wall. Same thing with your passion. And, you know, the, the idea of that herd mentality, that the herd wants to keep you in the herd. When they see somebody breaking away, trying something different, following their own their own path herd doesn't like that herd wants to pull you back why are you doing that you really think you can make money at that when are you going to start making money why would you want to do that what what the herd fails to realize is there there is no security out there in the world we are responsible for our own security and i'm not talking about personal security you know safety that way i'm talking about financial security because each and every one of us listening to this podcast right now either was affected by that personally or know someone i mean i myself had a job yanked out of me twice never even saw it coming got a phone call one day hey we're having cuts it's monday friday you're on the phone and you will know you'll be getting a call and know if you have a job or not and that's the way it is now that's why it's up to us as individuals to go out there in the world and get our own security, our own financial security. Simple as that. And on a side note here, I have to do a little bit of uh, bragging. I uh, stopped at my son's school for a little bit this morning. Um, and a person came up to me and asked me if uh, I was Brock's dad. And I said, yes. And she said, I just have to tell you that she was part of a program for special education. And she said, your son really goes out of his way to make the children in our program feel welcome and feel at home. And as a father, I must tell you, 
that made me very, very proud. Very, very proud. But also, it taught me something. And what it taught me is that children really pay attention to what you're saying. You might not think it, but they pay attention to your actions and what you're doing. You know, so if you're um, you know, telling your child, don't drink, don't smoke, but there you are lighting up a cigarette and having a beer, what, what are they going to do? You know, but the reason this really made me think is um, on our street is a, uh, is a family and uh, their oldest son gets around with uh, wheels. He happens to be in a wheelchair. And we always taught my boys <clears throat> from an early age that when we, we see this, uh, this little guy, you treat him just like you would any of his brother or his brother or his sisters. That's exactly what we do. And that's where we planted that seed. So, uh, and when Brock and Ethan got to school, they, you know, they knew. And when they, when they see people out who may be a little bit different from us, and that's maybe not the right term. Maybe we're different from, from them. Um, they acknowledge them. They say hi, wave, smile. That's what they do. And it just made me feel proud. And it just made me realize that, uh, you know, if you're not going after your seed uh, of greatness and you have children, look at what they're missing. Look at what they're missing. Maybe they're just seeing a person who goes out and works nine to five and can't be around because their job gets in the way or their whatever gets in the way. And maybe your passion your desire will give that opportunity to spend more time with your children. And if you're not going at it after it, you're doing a disservice to them. Because as we know, time waits for no one. Simple as that. And I'll leave you with this lasting thought by Dennis Waitley. Uh, I touched on it earlier about how it took me five years to get into the pharmaceutical industry. Um, the one of the tapes I'm listening to is 12 Tips from multimillionaires, 12 tips that multimillionaires all have in common. And the one tip, and I believe it was tip number 10, tip number 10 or 11, was that multimillionaires have patience. They, and persistence, those two P words, patience and persistence. Uh, an example he used is, uh, he said that they are not the type of person, if they were a farmer, they would plant the seed nurture it, let it grow. He said the, pay, the people that uh, don't have these patience and persistence quality it would be like the farmer who plants a seed and then goes and digs it up every day to see how it's, how it's coming along. And, he, and then he named a couple people who actually made it. One of them was that Stephen King. Another was uh, a, uh, she was a talk show host at one time, Sally Jesse Raphael, who got fired 18 times before she finally landed her job in, in, uh, in TV. And he also wanted to say that most multimillionaires, they're self-made. And I uh, might have left that out, and excuse me, I didn't mean to, that. It was 12 tips from self-made multimillionaires that most of them only really started to make their money once they got into their late 40s, 50s, and, and uh, into their 60s. 
Uh, now, I'm not saying that that's, you know, the road everybody has to take. But his point was, is that these people went out and got experience. And they learned from, they don't call them failures. They call them learning experiences. And they took the lesson learned and they applied it and they were persistent. And they achieved their goals and became multimillionaires. And those multimillionaires control 80, probably almost 90% of the money out there. And they're doing it the right way. All right, let's wrap this one up. Let's uh, bring the vehicle back into the garage. And the action step for this week. And it's going to be an action step we've done in the past. And that is, again, focus on your goal. Focus on your seed. And the next time somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? Answer it this way. I do such and such. However, my real passion is blank. And see where that conversation takes you. And I guarantee you, it'll take you down a road you never imagined. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Again, check out my website, www.varleyvehicle.com. Drop in your name if you want a little bit of free coaching. Be more than happy to take care of that for you. Make it a great day because you absolutely deserve it. Thanks again for listening.